And it was kind of an after party thing, like, because it was on the fourth floor. Yeah. And then, so there's a bunch of people that were hanging up up there. I would have you know. kicked them the hell out. Um, and we did. About two o'clock, <laughs> we kicked them out and said, goodbye. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. And then we looked at each other and she was just sitting on the floor and we were like, and it's bedtime. <laughs> what does it mean for the wedding and event industry? I don't care what situation you're in, you can do something simple. I gotta say, I actually still love weddings. I do still love <laughs> weddings. And this is the event, Wedding and Event Insider. Gosh, I even got that wrong. What a day we're having. Thanks everybody for coming to the Wedding and Event Insider. <laughs> I think you just you? got married. Yeah, it's yeah. postnuptial bliss. Uh, I'm your sister-in-law, Elizabeth Sherry, Aww. also known as your uh, wedding planner. <laughs> awesome wedding planner, yes. Yes. Joined yes. virtually. We have a virtual guest today. And who is that? Yes. <clears throat> hey, I'm Michelle Torberg, co-founder of TCWP. It's really wonderful to be here with you guys today. Our first remote guest seems to be working. You sound good, Michelle. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. I'm Matt Cherry, and I am the host, sometimes, if I can get it right. Thanks for being here, everybody. <laughs> uh, it's just because awesome Elizabeth and I will whisper things to you. We help you out, so I'm yeah, sorry I interjected. live at live events we're recording. It's, it's harder for you to whisper at me what I'm exactly I'm supposed to do. But, I'll just kick you under the uh, table from now on. Um, so our topic today, I think, is going to be a lot of fun, um, and it's pretty interesting to our couples, I think. Um, last time we did a, a lot of stuff about wedding planning and making sure that you, you stay calm. We're going to do some insider secrets, some wedding hacks, really some things that we think that our clients should actually know and, and things that a lot of our vendors try to, to help with. But, uh, you know, if, if, if you don't ask the right questions, sometimes you're not uh, able to give them the right information. So yeah. um, secrets. secrets, secrets, secrets are so fun in the wedding industry. <laughs> and are they secrets? <laughs> I, I think so. I mean, you know, I, of course, come from the venue and catering background. So there's a lot of secrets. I think there's a lot of mystery in catering. I think even to other vendors, it's like, what is this? So what are but, some things about venues then? Well, so like, venues, I would say, one of the biggest secrets I can offer to clients is what to ask on your venue tours. And one of the questions I would ask them every single time is what is their timeline experience with you? And what I mean by that is just so you can know when to be prompted by things as far as at six months, and this is if this is a venue and cater, at six months you do a tasting, at three months you do a full planning meeting where we go over every nitty gritty detail. Two weeks before we go over final logistics day of, you can drop off your stuff. This is something that was very routine to me in my past, not that it works for every venue. But why I say that is, is because then as the client, you know those timestamps of when you need to give and provide information. So you don't have to send, and maybe you still will, but the email that is 30 questions long that is sent on a Saturday of June 10th to your venue being like, I have 30 questions for you. Can you give those answers to me as soon as possible? I will tell you, like, I love clients like you. I really, really do. But when a vendor sees it, so here's the secret. When a vendor sees a 30 question email, we all look at that and say, Mm, not today. <laughs> this yeah. is going to be an hour of my time carved out. I will get back to you. But here's what I'll tell you. This is where the secret is. If you really have an important question, because this is usually your first time planning a big function. We get that. 
if you have a really important question that needs to be answered, is there a way you can make it one question and in the subject line say quick question, dot, 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 I promise, one question is blankety blank, 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 right? That's and then I'll tell you every time I'll look at my phone and I'll see an email like that. I'll be like, I can, hey, I can respond to that mm-hmm. right now live at an event. I mean, how many of us have probably gotten those 30 question emails and one of those questions was actually timely? Like one of the ones was like, oh, I see why you're asking this right now. I can definitely issue a response. Right. So that's one of the, the little secrets. So Even in some of those emails, like some of those questions can be easily answered. And some of those super. questions take some yep. time and you're going to have to look through things up you're going to have to figure out the timing for that Mm -hmm. you know uh, you have to connect with someone else before you Mm -hmm. connect with the answer you know so we see that all the time and and that's exactly what we do it's like sometimes premature too like you're like okay these are questions that you you don't need to know now Mm -hmm. we don't even have all the information like you're Mm -hmm. getting ahead of yourself Mm -hmm. but it's a buried within 80 questions yeah absolutely and there's a lot of questions too where i feel like okay I actually need to know X, Y, Z before I can answer that question. And X, Y, Z gets answered at that planning meeting we do at three months. And it's not to put you off, but it's like <clears> there is an order to something to make sure we all understand generally what is out there as far as needs and wants. So that is one thing I would do want to mention. Another one is if something like that is so important to you as a client, feel free to ask your vendor. Uh, ask any venue, any vendor, what is your email response time? And see what they say. Actually ask the vendor what it is. Exactly. Yeah. The person that is going mm-hmm. to be responding. Yeah, right. because yeah. if I were, if someone were to ask me that when I was doing venue and catering, I would have said I do a 24-hour response time except for on weekends. And it sometimes is an email back saying, hey, I got your email. I will answer it by X day. Hmm. Because unfortunately, sometimes we get super busy. I have five events in a row. And I think as a client, you probably understand that. But as long as you know, we received your email, which gives you hopefully that peace. And then five days later, you're going to get a response from me. I'm now held accountable to that because I said it to myself out loud. So I hope you were working with vendors that are like that, that can be responsible enough to say. You see that too, where I mean, couples are thinking about those questions like on the weekends too. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you get that email on Friday or Friday evening, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, just, I would like, you know, those, those clients to just realize that that that's what we're, we're doing our jobs now. Mm -hmm. You know, we're doing the events now. It's, it's sometimes it's chaos and you know, we can see that it's there, but if it's your wedding, you would want us to focus on you. Yeah. 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 And we've got, we've got three days of events going on. We've got a day of recovery Mm -hmm. and then we can concentrate on that. Ah, the day of recovery. Actually. I I like that. We, (laughs) that was something that is something Mondays. Don't work 24 seven. Yes. Everyone out there. Mondays are usually a day off renders because you can imagine there's weddings on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So where are the days off? Mondays, if you don't get a response on a Monday, don't Answers are demanded Monday through Friday. Yes, (laughs) exactly. Well, Michelle, how about in photography? What are some things there that you feel like people need to know more about? Oh, so good. I think just chiming into with that timeline too is like that planning meeting that you would have. I mean, typically a photographer is going to be like four to six weeks out. We're going to talk about like, has anything changed um, in your timeline and the different things that they want to have um, at the event and that sort of thing. So having those, that planning meeting time is that where a lot of those questions get answered mm-hmm. um, and that sort of thing. I would say like probably the biggest question when we're talking in our planning meeting is like, <clears throat> are you going to do a first look or not? Are, are, you know, are we going to, or are you going to first see each other um, at the ceremony? Because that is really going to line out your photography timeline. It's going to change either way that you're going to go with um, 
either having a first look or waiting till to see each other as a couple during the ceremony um, coming down the aisle. Both can be done. You know, photographers, we, we do it both ways. I would say with my experience, I always am like, <clears throat> even if they're dead set on like, we just want to see each other at the ceremony. I'm like, that's, that's all good. But in the planning meeting, just let me talk to you about the different ways of how that's going to go. Um, and maybe just listen to the ideas of seeing each other first and having that first look and looking at that timeline and the way that that's going to work versus the timeline of we're going to wait to see each other at the ceremony. We're going to have to take all of these pictures after the ceremony as far as when we're together. We'll try to get pictures beforehand, you know, of things that can happen when you two are, you know, that the couple is separated and not seeing each other. It can happen. But I will tell you from my years of experience, the smoothest days that I have seen is when the couple will see each other, have that first look, because typically the photographers are going to get, I use, always got the best images of my couples at that first look, because it's just the two of them. It's quiet. It's not in the hustle bustle of like, we're trying to get things done and we're trying to stay within the timeline of, you know, dinner's coming and all the different things that we need to um, take care of once we're in the midst of the timeline happening, your guests are there and things are, are moving and rolling. <clears throat> so I just would their say, priorities, right, Michelle, just like, what yeah, are it's measuring their priorities. Is it, Where's your priority photos of you two, or mm -hmm. is it you guys, your experience that day and what that experience is also that first look you that's, you just usually you just finished getting ready. So your hair is the best, your makeup's the best, you're not sweaty, right? It's coming from the, the male in the room, my Yeah, well, <laughs> the one who shot, no, it's hundreds, yeah, hundreds, hundreds, who shot hundreds of what? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so it, women, you look the most beautiful yes, the five minutes after, but don't, the rest of the day you don't. Do you think you don't? Do you think after you've been well, walking around for dress. two hours that you're going to be nice and mm -hmm. after you've been sweaty, especially a, a wedding that's anytime from July to September, uh, you're going to be a sweaty mess <laughs> yes. and you've already had a couple instances where you've taken photos and now you got to fix your hair. And you know, now the first time you're seeing him is after you've been in the dress for three hours and being stressed out and taking photos versus here to am. Well, I think that. you're so careful with the dress too. You, you know what I mean? You're so careful with the dress. So when you have the pictures taken beforehand, it, it does really, there's like a relaxation. What I've seen with my couples when they see each other is that there's a relaxation. They just like at all the other events that happen, the timeline just kind of goes along and it's just more relaxed because it's like, yeah, we've gotten our important formal pictures with our families and the dress is pristine and we're all looking our very best. Um, yeah, having that done and taken care of. And then they just really enjoy the ceremony. And then it's like, then after between the ceremony and the reception, we can have pictures of just the wedding party and the couple together. And the families can go to the reception and just, cause they wanna see and greet and meet all your people. They're not held up there. Um, I just see it as a way to, it's an experience, not only for the couple, but it's also everybody else that's there, your family that's in there, your parents that are there, grandparents and that sort One of thing, thing too, too, just going. I think it's important to consider is your event, your wedding event doesn't actually start until your ceremony starts, right? So like your day of when you're inviting people, your day mm -hmm. doesn't actually, the event doesn't start until your wedding starts. So if you're not seeing each other until the, your event starts and you have to do these photos, you're missing. That's what people don't understand. You're missing a bunch of your event. Um, and that, that people are enjoying. You're missing that, that time with them where you can get all that hustle bustle out of the way. You can take all those photos. You're gonna still take photos, but make them the fun mm -hmm. photos. Those are the sunset photos. Those are, um, you know, 
other images that you can have fun with, not the where's the family? I got to do the stress of I got to make sure wear hands. Everybody see me. Look at me. You know, you know the drill, Michelle. It's just that can be very oh yeah, and 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 it's just logistically it makes everything mm -hmm. nicer. Well, I mean, to move into a different lane of photography, I I think a lot of times as a planner, I even get why is photography so expensive, and they ask me that question. I'm like, can you talk to your photographer about transparency? these days because I don't want to answer that for them. So Michelle, can you answer that for everyone? Oh, I sure can. <clears throat> typically, you know, you're looking at an eight hour package. Typically, I mean, they can obviously photography packages range all over the place, but a lot of times with that expense, you have to think about everything that's all encompassing. Sometimes there's a second photographer that's involved. Um, the editing time, I would, cause I think people look at that actual, oh, you, you were, you know, eight hours yeah, you make and this is my package. Hour, ha, ha, ha. Oh yeah, <laughs> no, you don't. Um, you really, really, really don't because um, the editing time, you know, photographers love their job and they're gonna look at those images and the editing time that we spend on them is a lot of time. Um, I know I would spend at least 40 hours plus um, editing cause I, especially if I had a second photographer, it's like putting the pictures together, having it be storyline, taking out the pictures that, you know, somebody walked in front of my camera, everybody's blinking on this one, you know, taking out the, the junk pictures <laughs> and going through and editing that. But there's so much more to it too. There's camera gear, it's expensive. Um, photographers are gonna have, you know, double or triple um, of camera gear because they have to have their backup photography, you know, backup equipment because um, they wanna, they're gonna take care of your day and know that they don't want any of their their gear to, if it fails, they've got something else there and right, ready, readily available to you to take care of your day. You also got to think about the website, the social media, the web galleries, the marketing, the booth events, um, networking. There's sometimes venues will require liability insurance um, for photographers to have. Uh, and also realize taxes are taken out of our um, out of that, you know, eight hour package. Um, we pay taxes on that as well. <laughs> And we're very seasonal here in Minnesota, so it's yeah. there's only it's a certain really amount of events that we do. For a period of time to make your yeah. money for the year. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but it's the transparency yeah. of fees that I think is the biggest secret that's out there about why we are cost so much or why something's a certain way. So, I mean, I'll tell you right now in catering, that is part of the mystery. Everybody looks at catering and like, why does this meal cost so much? Or my favorite is house and service fees. So all of you clients getting married and you, maybe you got what is called a BEO, banquet event order from your venue. You look at it and you see a 18 to 25% service fee on there. You're like, what the hell is this? And why is it adding a quarter of the amount of money that I'm spending onto my bill here? Uh, on top of uh, taxes, which are some of the higher taxes if you get married in downtown and especially on alcohol and things like that. Unfortunately, those taxes are higher. So I'll tell you that that can be ranging around 10 to 13% on top of it. So if you're looking to save some money unfortunately i don't want to make anybody mad but get married in a burb because there's about a three to five percent difference in taxes based on that so house and service fees what is in there it's everyone in minneapolis hates you right now i know i'm sorry but it is i can't tell you i mean 13.75 percent on alcohol makes a huge difference Absolutely. versus 9.875 in the burbs. but that's the I mean, cost of the prestige of getting married and in downtown not yeah. gonna lie to you yeah. it's paying for a beautiful stadium that yeah. are yeah. operated yeah. by the there you go. Yeah. <laughs> that's so one of the, the biggest hikes we saw <laughs> go, and why but i'm on board already yeah, yeah there you go uh but those fees are not gratuity most often they are not at hotel venues yes sometimes because it's union labor so just letting you know just ask the question ask for the transparency of fees but what is in there i never really disclosed this this is a huge secret but what is in there there is a percentage in that uh, for commission for your consultant. 
that is something I always felt very uncomfortable saying to people, but it's true. I am based on commission. I want to make a sale for you. Does that mean that I'm going to be a used car salesperson and sell you, oversell you on certain things? No, that wasn't in my nature. It's not in a lot of people's nature uh, because it's a small percentage, but it's in there. You're not doing it for fun. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Our our wages are like that of almost sometimes a server is where you are base salary and then you have commission on top of it. So it's not enough to live on. And it's showing you that if you work harder and do more events that like each event to me meant something because I knew I was getting something out of it. So it was good. I had some passion behind it. The other fees that are in there are sometimes exclusive caterers to venues have to give a kickback to the venue that they're hosting it at. That's not talked about, but it's in there. And that's just the cost of doing business. So those are the fees that are in there that does get pushed on onto the client. Uh, So then if there is not gratuity, ask your venue, what is standard gratuity? And they will ask you, ask your venue and caterer that. Uh, So transparency of fees, don't be afraid to ask those questions. That might be the secret of overall, I would say, with the catering piece. And then I'm going to go a little bit into, just because I'm talking really businessy, I guess, and then this fact that... Um, liquor liability in catering is a real thing. And what I mean by that is when I had to have conversations and sometimes uncomfortable ones. Why can't we bring our own beer in? Exactly. That's a, I, feel, I always felt so bad. Why can't I bring my own beer? Or, hey, they didn't listen to me the first time and they did bring their own beer I was going to say, in. when those people ask that question, they're bringing beer anyway. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Then, yeah, it's coming in. The real question is, how ba- how much do I have to hide this from you? Yes, okay, got exactly. It. It's like, okay, let's be smart about it. If you put it in the trunk of your car and you walk to your car and and pretend you're smoking fine like there's nothing i could really do about that but if you bring a cooler on site to my venue i have every right to say get that out of here please <laughs> we've talked about this and of course i do this in a much nicer way but i'm not doing it for a money grab i'm not asking you to pay our liquor prices because they will be higher than what you went to a liquor store for but i'm telling you because it is our liquor liability and if we lose our liquor license we will no longer be in business. Yeah, it's over. It's gone. And this state is hard to maintain and actually get, again, a liquor license. I actually haven't heard of many people losing their liquor license um, and either one getting it back or losing it altogether. Thank God. It's because this is a real thing. And we do need to monitor how much alcohol people take. And if somebody does get in their car and do something irresponsible, we are liable. You are not. We are. We have the money. They will sue us. We lose our liquor license. And, you know, maybe even for a consultant, more is on the line for them in particular. So that's why we're stingy about it. I, I, I hope you understand that. I have to explain this a lot to my girlfriends when they were getting married and they totally understood and be like, just, just be that responsible person, please. Um, it's worth it. I promise. Just pay for that. So that's what I would say about the transparency of catering um, is in those fees, asking those questions, if you can do that to your consultant. And, and Matt, I don't know if you have something in your you know, Maybe a happier note. Than, than oh, yeah, I know. Actually, my, go to the fun stuff, right? <laughs> I think that's all that's really important. Entertainment. Really important information, but my <laughs> eyes were glazing wah, wah. over like I was in a lecture hall at the U of L. <laughs> um, oh, I was trying to take <laughs> notes and the bullet points, and like all these things to remember. Um, mm-hmm. Well, I deal with entertainment a lot. So, I mean, we do the a lot of things. Stuff. That, mm-hmm. well, yeah, but it's the fun stuff. And 
Mm-hmm. That's a, 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 if, if there's a, a secret or a hack or something I'd love clients to really understand, and it's not something that anyone thinks of, but is it's how you stage your event. How are you staging like where people are seated? How are you staging where the different entertainment aspects are as far as, you know, the, the logistics of the, the, the room? And sometimes when we're talking about catering, I think sometimes entertainment people are on a different uh, plain mm-hmm. than catering people because catering people are trying to make sure that we can serve the liquor and the and the uh, the, get, the food. Get between tables. Get between tables. <laughs> make sure that we've got enough room. Make sure we can do it n- nice and smooth and easy and get that food out mm-hmm. in that hour that you know is that prime time. Um, but in the entertainment, we think of this event as a six seven hour event, and you know how are we going to keep people a part mm-hmm. of the event? And people have four or five hours of attention span, so uh, <laughs> if that's generous. well, yeah. yeah, for an event, we have <laughs> ten. Minutes, that seems really, a lot for for being <laughs> at an event. Four or five hours is kind of that max. And in Minnesota, we want to do seven eight hour events, and so staging your entertainment is really important. Um, what kind of entertainment mm-hmm. do you have? Um, you've got liquor, which is definitely important for mood See, sometimes. I am the fun part. Yes, you are the fun part in a way. Um, you have dancing. That's why you have DJs. Um, and then uh, sometimes you have photo booths, which is pictures and a lot of uh, fun. If you're having all three of those elements uh, at your event, something to think about is to keep those elements close to each other. They don't have to be on top of each other, but as long as they're in the same vicinity of each other, you're always giving your guests a draw of a place to go back to, mm-hmm. right? So they might go outside, they might go to the hallway, they might go sit down a little bit, but there's always, you go to get the drink, now all the entertainment is right there, you go to take pictures, it spills, people are dancing in the, in, in the line waiting for a photo booth, and it spills onto the dance floor, and there's just this synergy that you kind of create by always keeping this area where everybody wants to be. And sometimes like, mm-hmm. you know, if you have a photo booth, a kid would be like, I have this awesome room across the hall, you know, um, that you can put the photo booth in. And it's like, well, do you want to have 150 people in line in a hallway go trying to get into this room while they're not in your event? And when you separate those things, you mm-hmm. make things more awkward. So it's, it's similar to if you have a giant space. If you have a giant space that fits 350 people mm-hmm. and you've got 100 people coming, figure out how to make that space smaller mm-hmm. and more intimate so that it is too much space can be awkward. You want to stimulate conversation. I like it. You're speaking to this entertainment triangle, yeah. just like how you're supposed to have your fridge, stove, and sink in a kitchen at a certain like oh. Yeah, time. yeah, really. It's kind of <laughs> true. That's, that's it, a, I see what you're saying. It is an insider secret because we would rather, um, you know, you you don't do that in a lot of ways because if you don't have your photo booth next to a dance floor where people are going to use it and you put it in that opposite room, well, guess what they're not doing is taking a lot of photos and they're not taking a lot of prints and it yeah. costs me less money. Yay. Yeah, yeah we, we honestly we want you to have fun. We want the whole point of you getting this photo booth is that you have fun with it. And if nobody's using it, that's not fun. And then it leads to complaints anyway because like, well, nobody nobody used it. And, oh. you know, and it becomes well, it wasn't actually at your party. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? The party was in another room. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we gave away an award to somebody as a joke this you know this year because she got put in other rooms like a bunch of times and she was just so bored you know so yeah, yeah. It's, and, it's and actually thing. sometimes sometimes like the bar is permanent right and that's the space it is right. and then you know the dj's on the other side well even if you take those same ideas and at least put the photo booth back by where the dj is even though you're coming to this side of the bar to get the drink there's still that draw mm-hmm. to bring them back we yeah. could always distribute alcohol <laughs> we could come to you, yeah, we could come to you. <laughs> Um, and actually, I mean, that, oh, yeah. that's all I really had about that. I did want to say one thing um, for Michelle when you were talking about seeing each other. 
um, beforehand. Um, mm -hmm. Some may know, some may not know, but I was I got married last weekend. Yeah. Congratulations. Weekend. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> A round of applause, everyone virtually. Um, but uh, it was really important to Ashley, my wife, um, that uh, we didn't see each other before the, the mm -hmm. ceremony. And everything you talked about are things that we experienced. I'm in the industry, so we knew that was those were things that we were going yep. to experience. Um, so we're not upset about the idea that we didn't have, you know, some of that really strong alone time with great photos. Um, we, 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 we knew that we were not going to be able to attend um, our social hour, which is a time mm -hmm. I love because that's where I can really get to reconnect with people that are there. Mm -hmm. um, you know, but there's a romance question that's there too. And, you know, happy wife, happy life. And, mm -hmm. and I do have to say that I did actually really enjoy the moment when I first saw her coming down the stairs and down the aisle. It was, it was, it was emotional for me. Mm -hmm. um, but I do think it would have been just as emotional alone, you know, and doing that, that first look. And we would have had a great, great opportunity mm -hmm. to uh, um, take a lot of pictures. But um, so there's some give and take with that. Um, I oh, absolutely. I would say there's. Oh, sorry, Michelle. This is the part of the virtual. <laughs> I know. My... Hello. <laughs> Mine was going to be a mean comment to Matt. What was yours? <laughs> <laughs> Mine was just going to be, um, yes, it's, it can be done both ways. It really can. Um, but it, if you go that route where you wait to see each other during the ceremony, it's just th that planning piece. You have got to talk about it and you've got to know that you're going to be missing out like on that social hour. And when are you going to be engaging with your guests? Um, is it going to be, you know, are you going to have a receiving line? Are you going to, um, when are you going to be able to see them? Don't just wait till the dance part because some of your guests just end up having to leave before that even happens. And then you might miss out on like, I didn't, oh, they were there, but I didn't get to see them, talk to them, say anything. Yeah. So then at your dinner, you've got to go to each table and, and talk to your guests. I mean, there just, there needs to be a time when you're able to see them and, and be able to engage with them. But it really can be done either way. But I would the the people that are wanting to be waiting for the ceremony, and that's when we first see each other. I would talk to your friends, talk to people that have already been married, ask them about that first look and that experience, and then ask them if that first look, because I'm going to tell you that even when you do see each other during the ceremony, you're still it's going to be full of emotions. Even if you have seen each other for a first look, that ceremony time is just an amazing time. Um, you're still going to have a, a lot of great emotions to enjoy at that time as well. For sure. Mm -hmm. For sure. Well, um, quick, quick secret I do want to say is that if you have over 120 guests, you will not say hi to every single one of them. I'm just going to tell you that right now. You won't. We didn't. And, yep, exactly. 120 yeah. guests is the cutoff. I've never seen anyone make tried. the rounds, no matter what. Tried. So 120. Yep. Let's keep and your guests less under What's that. the mean thing you were going to say before we wrap up? Oh, I, I thought your bride was running away. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There was there was a moment. And where, on that note. Yeah, yeah. And there was, on that note, I didn't think she was coming. Yeah. I was really nervous. <laughs> I, I was starting to run through plans in my head, Matt. I'm like, this has never happened to me. Of course, this is going to happen to a family wedding. Oh man, the evening. Would have you didn't have a runaway bride. That's for sure. Yeah. I've never had a runaway bride. Yeah, everyone was worried about me, but I showed up like an hour early and sat around for two hours. That's why I planned the timeline the way it was. Ah, oh, wrap this up, Matt. Oh, All right. Yeah. Hey, thank you everyone for, <laughs> for watching us. Uh, Wedding and Event Insider. This was a, a fun conversation. We could talk about this actually a lot longer, but uh, we want you to listen. Part so two. We might do a part two of it. Yeah, <laughs> very fun. So thanks everybody. Uh, Michelle, um, uh, Elizabeth. Uh, also, I didn't introduce our awesome producers. How dare you. Which is uh, Mike Sherry, my brother, and Paul Cram. 
Thank you so much. Um, and uh, we'll see you next time. Woo-hoo. Check you later. Oh, yeah, I didn't prepare that. Uh, just remember, wherever you are,